0: Huh? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blue Dog Whisper. my first episode in a couple months. I have a guest on who was previously uh, here with me, uh, Gene Folks, uh from The the Apprentice, season 10. Gene, it's great to have you back. Uh,
1: it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I had you back because I had such a great time with, with you on the show the last time that I wanted to get your perspectives because so much has happened since May when you were last on. Um, -hmm. and obviously our, our, our heart, our thoughts go uh, and prayers go to the people of Israel, uh, during this difficult time. And, uh, (laughs) the house of representatives right now is obviously taking a vote on speaker after they ousted McCarthy. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. and it's happening right now, actually. It is happening right now. I got a notification on my Mm -hmm. phone. So, okay. Okay. So, so (laughs) I know that, um, I know you're a political science
1: major, so you wanted to have a discussion about uh, some thoughts about what's going on in the House, as, as well as some of the um, global events that are happening
0: Oh yes. in the
1: country. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad to be back with you to have that discussion. So I say let's just dig into it, man. Let's, let's, Absolutely. let's have that conversation so yeah, see if we can give your audience to think through
0: so Jim Jordan is likely going to be the House speaker, although we don't know. Um, and he is a conspiracy theory election denier. And I wanted to get your thoughts because he and Donald Trump are very close from what I can tell. And you know him and you know Trump personally or you knew him personally. How dangerous do you think a second term of Donald Trump will be compared to a first term if he wins back the White House?
1: Well, um I let me let me just start by saying this. I, I it's, it's really fascinating to me that in our political system, you know, obviously we all believe in innocent until proven guilty. But we the leading Republican candidate. I know some pundits have said this over and over again, Has about what, 91 felony counts for, you know, election fraud, jury Reagan, some of his friends have gone to jail. And yet he is still leading the field in that sense. If if we're not careful in how we handle his, this, this process with him, a second term with him will set America on a path I do not believe she wants to be on. You know, I said back in 2010, 2011, it caught me a lot of heat and left me with, um, some obstacles to overcome when dealing with Donald Trump's political aspirations as well as some of the major media outlets, and I called him the impotent billionaire, and I had in a, a blog back then on my blog entitled The Genuine Article, where I outlined the dangers of him becoming a political candidate, and if not president. And it's interesting that it turned into four years of, of, of one of the most divided moments in our history. I don't, I don't believe that Donald Trump is the author of the division in our, in our in our country. I just believe that he exasperates long-held fears that we have in this country. A second term of, of, of Trump, um, regardless of um, political uh, inclinations, would be absolutely disastrous. There was, um, I was watching it to that point. I was watching a TEDx talk and there was a civilian, um, specialist that worked with the CIA and they had did studies on what starts civil wars in countries around the world. Now we know that the civil, the CIA is not allowed officially to spy on American citizens. But she was a civilian contractor. And so she took the, that same information and started looking at our country, right? Looking at America. She took the same data that the CIA brought in to help compile. And she said that if you look at all of the trends, starting with January 6, when you look at the individuals that actually inspired a storm on our capital in our recent history, they were um, all white people. She said, "What will we'll surprise you about the data?" She says, "You can actually predict civil wars in the country. And what surprises? What's surprised about the data is who starts those civil wars. It's not the disenfranchised. It's not the minorities. It's not. It's not the people that um, are hungry and starving and, and, and are struggling to pay their bills." it is those that are in power because they don't want to lose power or those that perceive that they are of the power class right that's the data so when you ask me about what a second term of donald trump would look like i believe that he would be so emboldened and i believe that the opposition those that are getting trampled upon or um, disparaged against will will look for justice and there will be this 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 struggle for for power to where those that are in power will will spark a civil war. That should be a very very scary thought for us because you know you know in my age, I, if you would ask me would anyone storm the capital as a group and get inside and do some of the things they've done in in America, I would say absolutely not. One of the most stable democracies in the world. Yet, like you and. Most of your audience and my audience, viewing the events of January 6th, should have the bell was wrong on where we are as a nation. And if anyone says it, then President Trump did not blow a dog whistle because he had been playing on fears longer than four years. He had been playing on the fears of those that are in perceived power, who supposed to be afraid of everything, xenophobic, the whole shebang. You know uh you know make America great again um he he and I mean that sarcastically <laughs> yeah if he's if he's back in power we have now transitioned from a a a democracy right to autocracy it's something very different um you know that becomes very challenging to where if he's put back in power we're we're, 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 we're going to be headed down a slope that's going to be that's going to cause us to continue to slide as far as one of the most desirable places to live in the world. Uh, we're already, kind of sort of already there. I mean, other countries are putting us on the watch list. If you are a Jew or a person of African descent or, you know, um, or from another foreign country, careful. Or if you were a hijab, careful going to America. Right. right? That's what they're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. So imagine four more years of, uh, a Trump presidency to where, one, he'll be, look how he is right now under indictment. I mean, he's attacking judges. He's attacking the, our very political system. And, and if we don't manage this carefully, regardless of what side of the hour you're on, you guys got to see our, our, our judicial system implode. I'll say this because I'll be so bold to say this. If Donald Trump looked like me, he would have been under the jail. Mm-hmm. It's just the truth. He would have absolutely been under the jail if he had done that. So when you look at how he got to be elected president and how many followers he still have, he's a leading candidate on the Republican side. There's something wrong in our country. And if he is reelected, if he is put back in office, uh, if we choose to do that, you know, that's how our political system works. We're going to open up a can of worms that we're not going to be able to close and that's going to that's gonna lead us down a path that we're um people are going to want to make decisions about whether or not they want to stay in this country of all cues right so 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 i i i think it would just be absolutely disastrous right i mean i just i just think it would be i'm not calling for him to be you know hung up by the rafters because i don't i don't have that sort of barbaric thought i don't believe he'll get away with it but i think what he is exposing is the fractures in our system that, has, that have worked and continue to work for a small few as opposed to working for the majority, right? So in some ways, I can applaud him for calling out, you know, the malarkey that some of our members of our judicial branch is doing. But on the other end, if you're watching him, not taking a mug shot, listen, if you're not a, 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 it's not about him being president. If you're not of his status, whether you like him or not, Everyone takes a mugshot or gets fingerprinted. fingerprint. You just don't get on your private jacket, jet and fly down to your golf course, you know, come in kind of when you feel like it. Or, you know, you get on your plane, you don't answer something, you go, okay, now I'm going back to Mar-a-Lago and I'm hanging out. That's not the experience of the majority of Americans. And if we're not paying attention to what that looks like, if, if, if he, listen, if our judicial system works and they can't prove him guilty what they claim in to be guilty of. I, I think it's treason, but that's a different story altogether. But if, if, if they think, if he sort of gets off
0: on this, we're in a new era. You're absolutely we're right. New
1: era, and I think it's a dangerous era.
0: Well, you're absolutely right, and I will tell you that I mean, it makes me think of a quote by Reagan, President Reagan, where he said that democracy is only one generation away from being extinct. And I think that that, you know, Reagan may have been, I mean, I think he was a decent president in some areas, in other areas, he was disastrous. But Reagan, in a lot of ways, was ahead of his time in terms of the fragility of our democracy. And I would love to hear his thoughts today if he were alive. Um, And, you know, I think that considering how the subject matter we are speaking about is so dark and scary. And I mean, I think what you said, it was just said in such a beautiful way. Uh, I mean, and, and very blunt too, because I think that there is a lot of, there are a lot of people who are deathly afraid of what you, pers- what you talked about and what you perceive as uh, fear of losing power um, and I wanted to get your thoughts because a lot of people say it's racially motivated. And I know previously when you were on this podcast, you said that you do not believe that Donald Trump has any sincere political beliefs, but I have to ask, do you think he's a racist?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He's what they would call a benevolent racist, right? Um, you know, in, in, in one sense, I will say not in the pure sense of a racist, right? Not in, you know, not in wearing a white sheet and hood over his head or, or having a, having a, uh, uh a rope that he's going to hang in his knees for people to hang in. Um, it's almost like being a benevolent, misogynistic person, right? That if you meet this certain criteria that we can have this conversation, you can sort of be in my class up to a point. He's a benevolent racist. He'll do things for the optics of it, but at his core, honestly, he just doesn't respect anybody. To be truthful but uh yes i think he has used he listened to his listening just watch the tape i mean just watch videos right to where he's saying that um he called the country i was born in jamaica africa some latin latin countries he called those um um sugar honey iced tea countries Right.
0: Well, we are not monitored by the FCC, uh, so if you want to curse, you go ahead.
1: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So right, he called them. He called them shithole countries. He said that, you know they're bringing drugs and, and 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 rapists and crimes and you know and all this sort of different stuff. And and he he couched it in such a way that when you you know you know that rhetoric when you're a person of color when someone is disparaging you in a way based on your exterior experience. As opposed to the content of your character. That's that's almost as I've, I've always said that I would much prefer people to be out and open about their feelings. Meaning, you know, if, if you want to be a who cool, costs cool cool paying person, march down the street. You know, that's what I'll fall for. Because yeah. I know exactly where you are. The ones that scare me are ones like Donald Trump, where they're in the suit, right? They've got the suits on, they're signing your paycheck, or they own, um, a company like the my pillow guy or the home depot people those people that we're you're going in and spending your hard-earned money against people that are supporting policies that make it harder for you to you know participate in the american dream so that's um to me that's a more dangerous that's a slow dash kind of racism but he's a benevolent racist meaning he'll like some black people uh or some latins or um you know some some among Jewish brethren, you will know, sort of like them in a way and do business with them because it serves him. But he 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 has that sneer of you know, um you're you're okay for a mongrel, right? Yeah. Um. All you gotta do is listen to the man. I mean, I think at, at this point it's so obvious. I mean, look at look at when he was saying they are decent people on both sides, right? Which when you take that to face it out, you go. Yeah, okay, it's probably decent people. But but decent people I don't believe go out to kill their brother. I agree. Or hold the belief that, you know, we need ethnic cleansing or or doing genocide, you know, which which, you know, um my Jewish brethren and 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 and, and people of African descent have shared in this sort of we have a we do you know, well, because of our ethnicity, right? Um so he's a he's a, he's a very dangerous person and, and I believe that if he is reelected, elected put into power with those beliefs, and I'll build up on their first question. Um he will come with the full force of that. Oh, he'll do some benevolent stuff to keep things sort of happy. But if you really listen to his listen to his conversations, look how he's attacking who is it, Letitia Wright? Look how he's attacking her with absolutely no respect. He's careful on what he says. But he colors it in such a way to where you, 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 if you, you're you paying attention, you're picking up on that he, you know, this, 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 this black woman is coming after him so hard. He's saying it without saying, yeah, he's a racist. Absolutely.
0: Well, I relate to what you say, because as you stated, uh, and uh, the recording was interrupted a little bit because I got an incoming phone call, but, um, for for my listeners, in case the part was cut out, you're basically saying how your Jewish brothers and sisters and the black experience and and your black experience uh, are shared because we Nazi. I mean, I'm Jewish and you're black, and Nazis want to see both of us and anyone who uh, shares our Absolutely. bloodline e- exterminated, basically. Okay. And Absolutely. I relate to what you say as well when you when you talk about how you'd prefer a, a racist to just wear a sheet and walk down the street. And and it reminds me of a story at my old school. Uh, some uh, there was a, gr- a political group on my campus, uh, a, a Democratic group, that um, and one of the uh, cl- one of the one of the members said that there's someone in his class with a swastika tattoo, and uh, everyone in the Democratic group except for me was basically trying to figure out a way to make him cover up the tattoo, and I didn't respond in the group chat, but I was basically thinking, why would you do that if you're Jewish or if you're black? I would prefer to know who is a Nazi and who isn't mm-hmm. let people right. advertise right. their stupidity and their and their right. and their bigotry right. and their racism all right absolutely I agree with you hundred percent mm-hmm and yeah. i I think that uh yeah. y- you're absolutely right that donald Donald uh is a transactional person he will tolerate Jews he will tolerate blacks as yeah. long as he gets a lot m- more out of yeah. it and then after yeah. that he 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 he's done. Yeah. I think you're right.
1: You know, there's a there's a there's a feeling. I don't know if you can feel it, Evan, but there's a feeling in 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 our country of on one end we talk about you know loving each other and and how we want to you know and and, and how we want to you know everybody's asking the question on both sides of the aisle while we're so divided and yet it's, it's 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 it feels as if we are frozen with inaction and in how to really make it work. I, I I can't imagine, I couldn't imagine a time in in our country. And almost every president has had a controversy, right? Except for President Obama. He hasn't, I think his biggest controversy was his Tian suit. And I'm not saying that because Obama was a, I'm saying that that was a surprise. Like I was expecting a controversy. Well, Obama couldn't Um,
0: afford to be controversial given the circumstances. Right.
1: right. Yeah, he couldn't. You're absolutely right. So it couldn't be, right? So so that's that's a problem in and of itself. We had to be almost perfect. But I believe that there's a sentiment, there's a feeling, there's an energy in, this, in, this, in our country to where it, it feels as if we're bubbling on the precipice of imploding. Oh, yeah. And it's starting with our political process to where or, this tomfoolery, I mean, is this the first time in our history we haven't had a Speaker of the House?
0: Yeah, I I it think is, I think so, yes, and that's and nuts. and to update the listeners because I got the notification on my phone. Jim Jordan has failed the first vote, so round two. <laughs> oh, he oh, he failed the first vote. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. get the necessary votes. So no I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and nobody's stepping up
1: to the plate, right? Um, we, man, I think what you said about Reagan is true. That we're one generation away from losing democracy, and I believe that we are here. I I, I believe that. This this nerve that Trump tapped into—he's—he's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's like a cancer. It's spreading throughout our entire country. Everyone's on pins and needles, right? We're not paying attention to um, gas prices. We're not paying attention to high cost of food. We're not paying attention to raising rent rates. We're not paying attention to some of the social injustices that are happening. We're—you know—we're—we're—we're we're, we're, we're in a state of of war around us right we're not paying attention to those things usually we lead in that sense and i and 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 i'm not i'm not letting biden off the hook because you and i were talking a bit earlier a a president's policies most people say well you know um trump got in office and 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 everything was great i I think we have such short-term memories a president's policy a president's only in office for four years he picks up the policies of the previous president. You're right. And you don't see the 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 effects of a president's policies until about four to eight years later. Now, some will say that well, the man in the seat should take responsibility. And that's true. And he will some policies they may have to undo within their four-year term, but you won't see the effects of those policies until that current Previous, you know, to the current president is out of office, and you got to give it four years from there. And you know, when we're right now, what we're looking at are the effects of Trump's policy, the economy, the wars. People say, "Oh, it's Biden." Yeah, Biden's sitting in the seat right now. The wars. Uh, some of some of the um, political players are getting a little emboldened because Trump was probably more um, cowboyish in a way, but he. You know, it would take time for them to, to place those actions. It's not that Biden's weak, it's just plugging holes everywhere it goes. Every president, present president, has either benefited or had to deal with the mess that the previous president left. And so with the wall, with people coming through. Yeah, Trump said he was going to build a wall within four years. Those of us who had a brain
0: knew that that was going to happen, did happen. No, and it didn't so happen and it didn't happen when he had 2 years of a Republican Congress and Senate and he could have done it and he correct. didn't. And he could, that's correct. Because it, the it GOP anything. is bought and paid for by big corporations who want the that's illegal right. immigration.
1: That's right. And then to, exactly and then to say that, you know, Mexico's going to pay for the wall. Who would believe that load of crap? Who
0: believed that? It was wishful who thinking.
1: Right, believe it. And yeah, most of his most of his I call them Trumpiots— you know, most, most of those people believe that, that within that short period of time is going to happen. So, you know, it's, it's, we're just in a really tenuous, um, era in our country. And, and, and I don't, I'm, I'm not really confident in which way we're going to end up going, Evan, to be honest with you. And we could, we really, for the first time in a long time, can go either way. And if we're so arrogant to think that we're above the fray or that's not going to happen, um, yeah, I think we're fooling ourselves, and we're taking our we're taking our eye off the ball.
0: I agree with you. I I live in a pretty progressive town, and when I tell people that I think it's you know it's possible that Trump could gain back power, they're like, "Well, Biden still has a year left," and I'm like, "You know what? That that that's too close to that's too mm-hmm. close," and mm-hmm. I, I I think that. Biden has had some success, but at the same time, this is the residue of the Trump years, and Trump dismantled um, even more so than other presidents. The the he pulled the rug out from under the middle class. We are seeing economic insecurities because of Trump's tax plans, which which was which we we had a little bit of a sugar high for a while, but after the pandemic, people were not left with the safety net that they needed uh, in terms of living paycheck to paycheck, and. Mm-hmm. I I think that Biden is making a mistake by running again and also by not expressing concern about inflation, gas prices, things like that. I think people think that this administration Agreed. is A W O L.
1: Mm-hmm. Agree. I completely agree with you. I, there's a there's a I think it's an oligarchy. Is that what I was thinking of. I think it's an oligarchy when someone wants to um, be the. Um, Martial power on themselves. I think that's sort of where we're headed. But uh, I'll address your point. I agree with you. Listen, I'm. I may have voted for President uh, Biden. I'm not a fan. I'm not a, not a fan either. Mm-hmm. But this idea of him running again at his age. We need new blood in the White House. The problem is that our political process and, and the amount of funds that it takes to launch a good campaign um, a, 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 a competent campaign um, the, the best politicians don't want that position. You know, when you look at the field of the candidates, at least on the Republican side they're kind of all scary I mean, almost all of them DeSantis um, you know, uh, those folks but when it, but when it comes to uh, the Democratic side, who's going to challenge President Biden and I, I'm i agree with you I don't think he should run again. At some point we need I'm, I'm going to say this um, younger than 80s in office I and mean, we need someone younger than 80s in office and, 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 and not so not so entrenched in the political machine they, they can't think outside of it. as long as Biden has been his office, he is entrenched in in the machinations of our political system. And, and that becomes, he'll say, well, you know, I've, I've been an operator for so long, I get it, but what compromises are you needing to make? He's He is making those mistakes of not dealing with inflation, um, not dealing with food insecurities, economic insecurities, um, where we are. And we mean economics. Some people will push back on us, Evan, and say, um, well, economically, stock market, well, we're doing great, stock market's doing great. They don't understand that there's a, there's a difference between the stock market, which is usually the one and two percenters, and the economy, right? Um, stock The stock market is, is going to make money whether the economy does well or not. The effects that we feel in the economy, the pressure on prices are going to get passed on to the middle and lower class, which is what you were saying is why the world gets pulled from under us, Right. And so that becomes more and more of a challenge that when people look, oh the stock market's up. Uh, do you have money invested in the stock market? No. Then what does that do for you? Right? I mean, milk is still $4, $5 a gallon. I mean, you know, gas is almost $4 a gallon, right? So what does that do for you? Biden is not present.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's just not present or tapped into the reality of the economy for the working man and that was always been my challenge with him even when he was uh obama's vice president was how much of an operator is he and now that he's gotten older I mean, he's not even like saying he's not even he's like he's like you know um i'm not gonna say crazy grandpa <laughs> but he's kind of you know disconnected grandpa you know it's like oh grandpa hawk's coming down of your head and and he's like oh you know well, that's just a flea no it's an actual freaking heart man pay attention. Uh, it's just like he doesn't have his he doesn't have his thumb on the pulse of what's really going on in the country, um, and, and 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 I don't believe I I, I think that I think
0: that there's there's accuracy in the criticism that he's AOL. Well, he may he may be doing a lot of things behind the scenes, but Americans need to know that their president feels their pain and that mm-hmm. the president actually is doing something, not just behind the scenes, because as you stated. And I agree with you. Laws take time to reveal themselves and to show the full effects. Biden's legacy will probably be better ten years from now, but mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, people people feel like they're being neglected, even if uh, mm-hmm. even if things are going on behind the curtain. And yeah,
1: because people are hungry today.
0: Yeah, and 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 you know, I remember uh, people when Trump took office. People were like, "The stock market's doing great," and I'm like, "Yes, I believe it because rich people tend to vote Republican. I get it, mm-hmm. but at the same time." Uh, you also have to consider the fact that um, that people, uh, the stock market. Really, I mean, if it's doing badly, we all suffer. So, in in that regard, in that mm-hmm. with regards to that, I believe the trickle down. The bad stuff trickles down. So, I believe in trickle down economics when it comes to the bad stuff. If if the banks fail, mm-hmm. if the stock market fails, we all fail. The stock market mm-hmm. does well, we don't all all do well. But mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. here's a, here's what I would say with that to that, and and you know. Um, that's, that's sort of the too big to fail theory, right? Mm -hmm. And I was at a um, firm, too big to fail. we got to say, I don't believe that if the big organizations, this is my faith in America, I don't believe that can necessarily be true. I believe that if the big banks fail, I think that, you know, we live in a capitalistic society. So we say, if you're a small business owner and my business fails, it fails. There's nobody rescuing me. Mm hmm nobody's coming to save me yet when we have um large organizations large enterprises massive global enterprises they threaten to fail we take that same mindset here's what i believe in, in, in if we're capitalists if when the automakers were supposed you know we're going through the trouble let them fail if the banks fail as a former banker let them fail because what you will have is you will if, if they fail I believe that that talent that makes those organizations work will start smaller community banks. See, that's what I think we should get. So if they, so if they, if, 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 let's say that, um, because there's, there's a group of people that have the expertise to make automobiles. So let's say that Ford and GM fails. We don't kind of want to see them fail. You will, you will, you will, they will create a black hole that will be filled by smaller operators. See, so so this idea of, of, you know, I can remember a time when there were tons of banks around, and then they started merging and acquiring and merging and acquiring, and now we got, what, three major banks in America? Mm-hmm. We've got JP Morgan, we've got Bank of America, we see my old phone, Merrill Lynch, and then Wells Fargo, with three major ones, right? I don't think there's another one, is there? Am I missing one?
0: I I don't know.
1: City Group is great City group is retracted. So so if if those banks were to fail, and they have to lose all that talent, we provide opportunities for talent, which some will do. They'll start smaller banks. We'll we'll go back to that period of 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 sort of um how do I say it redistributing by using the talent and giving people more choice and opportunity. So we're in a very dangerous time right now because we only have one, two, three banks to choose from, major banks, right? We only have one, two, three, well, we got a ton of car dealerships to, to deal from. But if that talent gets put on the street and you can teach those people how to create an ecosystem and then give them the resources to be able to create their own company, competition's good. This is what we always said, right? We may have smaller operators like Tesla, not a fan of Elon Musk, What you are saying, but you gotta give him credit. He's he's given us another option over Ford, GM, Toyota and all the other car dealerships out there. So I don't think anything's too big to fail. And I think sometimes things need to be restructured. We just have to restructure the realignment. That's what happened. JP Morgan maybe didn't scale down, but then you'll have more smaller banks right there. That, you know, based on that Because the talent's gotta go somewhere and people, you know, gotta do something. So um so that's that's sort of my take on it on that whole thing, and I think it would make America stronger.
0: It's an interesting thought. I have to I have to really consider what you just said. It's really it's thought provoking. We have less than a minute left, so just curious, okay. uh, who do you think would be a good candidate for president in the future at any time?
1: It can can I cop out and say anybody
0: but Trump? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with uh, you. Yeah,
1: you know, in in honestly, in the Republican field. Um, I don't see anybody that whips my appetite. You know, I had some hope against uh, Robert F. Kennedy, but he made a move. I think he's going independent now, a yeah. libertarian. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I thought he was a plain speaker. I have not been following. I don't think that Biden is going to get a challenger. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a choice right now. Um, I need to get one though soon because, like you said, we only have a, a year or so left. Who
0: do you think would be a good candidate in the future? I couldn't tell you honestly. That's that's how lost I am. isn't that scary it is um and uh we're out of time but i i thank you gene for being on and uh, i'll see you all later bye